You're listening to Psychology Inside Out Podcast, where we take a look from the inside out at what makes the field of psychology so fascinating. We interview researchers, educators, fellow students, as well as experts, both professionally and experts by way of their own experiences with mental health. In this episode, we talk to second-year bachelor student Oskar Holmich about his experience studying psychology at the Freie Universität. He shared with us his personal journey before applying for his study and how these experiences ultimately helped him during his first year. He also shared some solid study tips with us. So take some notes. All right. Well, welcome, Oscar. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi. Thanks for the invitation. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Thanks for taking the time out during your summer break (laughs) to talk. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, as you know, we're here to talk a bit about psychology and uh, hear a little bit about your studies, how things have been going. Um, but I would love to start by asking you a little bit about yourself. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm 21 years old from Berlin in Germany. And um, yeah, I lived my whole life there and recently moved to Amsterdam three months ago. Um, and yeah, <laughs> as you probably know, I study psychology as you yeah you also do, and um, <laughs> it went quite well so far. Surprisingly, surprisingly well, especially because I'm doing it in English and I was not expecting such results. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm quite happy about my like results so far. But I don't know if the change to like or like away from online teaching will change something about that. <laughs> uh, let's see. But um, yeah, I mean, that's basically the main information about me. What else you would like to know? I don't know. <laughs> well, first, I think what jumps out to me is, so as you know, since you met me before, you know that I'm 34. Anna, you're 30. Three. Yeah, 33. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, we are a little bit. Yeah, you're in the in the ladies group here. You also, <laughs> yeah. Um, how old are you again, Eugenia? Also 34? 35 already. Five. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We're a unique group at this university, I have to say. So I think that's kind of why we, we wanted to invite you to get a little bit of a perspective of someone who's a bit younger and how it, it's been for you. When did you finish school? Was it two years ago? When, I, know. I don't know. That's Three where years my ago already, I think, in, in 2018. Uh, that's where I was going with my question because you're 21. So of course for us, you're young, but for, compared to other students, you're actually a few years older than other students who are starting in their first year. So what led you to starting the program now? Um, like, after my graduation from high school, I wanted to do a gap year and it ended up to be two year, two gap years. <laughs> and um, But at the end of the second year, I um, started an apprenticeship and I worked on it. Like I, my main goal, like my what I wanted to do later in my life was traveling. So I, I looked for jobs that included traveling. And um, then I thought about working on a ship because there you travel the world. But uh, as it turned out, 
you only see ports, so you don't yeah. see the world. And um, that's why I quit the apprenticeship after first uh, after three months because like my first contract was for three months and I was like I set the challenge for myself to finish uh, the first contract even though after a week I knew it wasn't the right thing. And um, then I was quite lost because I didn't know what what to do. Like I, I, I looked forward to working on a ship for like four years. I already knew in high school that I wanted to do this. And then you know, suddenly I had to change my like, yeah, yeah like I quit my apprenticeship. And um, I was looking like my both of my parents study or studied psychology and my father is actually still a psychology professor. Um, so they did not push me into the into the direction, but like they gave me the idea of doing of, of also studying psychology. And, <laughs> uh, and um, but in Germany it is impossible, at least with my grades in high school. And That's so what? That's what I've heard that it's really difficult to get into a psychology program in Germany. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Like, you know why? It's so much harder. You basically need perfect grades in high school in order to study psychology. And like perfect, perfect, not just good grades, but perfect grades. And um, I never, like, I was lucky or I'm still lucky that I do not have to, like, I can remember things quite easily. So I do not pay that much attention to learning in high school already. So that's why my grade, weren't always perfect <laughs> and um yeah but that like then i met my like at christmas 2019 yeah i like i was together with my cousin and he uh, studied at oxford in um, great britain mm -hmm. and he gave me the idea of study outside studying outside of of germany and the deadline for replying to to the view was 7th of January so like and between Christmas and the 7th of January it's quite a short time so like I had to do all this stuff in like two weeks but yeah I applied and got accepted luckily. Wow that's exciting and then you you already were quite proficient in English to be able to jump into the study or did you have to do anything to prepare? Um, not because like I, I, I'm because of my traveling and also the working on the ship, my English was okay. Let's say, let's say it like this. I think it's still not perfect, and uh, there's still a lot like room for improvement, but space for improvement. One of my main courses in high school was actually English, okay. but um, the teacher, look, I, I, like my grades were quite bad. So I would like to show her my papers right now because they are quite good. <laughs> Nice. So you had quite the journey to get here then. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very like a fast decision. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And reflecting back on the decision, how like yeah, are you happy with it? <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. So like, it was the right choice, yeah. Yeah, because I also know like how it feels to make a wrong a wrong choice with working on a chip and then comparing that to studying psychology I, I, I am pretty sure that it was the right choice that's great and uh and i think also your situation is um 
from what I know of you previously that you've shared that you initially started studying from Germany and then you moved to Amsterdam only a few months ago. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? I mean, we all know we're studying in a COVID environment and I know that's, that's probably why you stayed. So what was that like for you making that transition, studying from Germany? You know, usually we expect school to be this environment where you're meeting new people and this is totally different. Um. So I think because um, like I worked on a ship for three months and there it was basically like quarantine. So it was isolation. There were only Russian people on the ship and only two of them could speak English. So it was, yeah, it was basically isolation. <laughs> and so that's why the, like the first lockdown, for example, like for everyone, it was hard. And for me, it was like heaven because I could see my family. I could see my friends. And that was much better than working on the ship. So, um, and also that like led to, led me to have like in the beginning, like quite good results because I was used to doing something on my own. I was used to motivating myself to do something. So I think that helped a lot. So in the, like afterwards or after being on the ship and uh, how you say it, retrospective? In retrospect. Yeah, it was, it helped me a lot, even though when I was on the ship, it, yeah, wasn't good at all. Wow, that's that's really interesting, really, that you learned those skills and that it helped you get through this lockdown. Who would have thought like you, yeah. maybe in that way, it wasn't a mistake because it led you to being extra productive in, in this environment where people have really had a hard time. So how's it been to be in Amsterdam then now, like the last bit being in Amsterdam and having all the, all the... To be honest, the beginning was quite difficult because I, I, I felt very alone um, because like here's, here was lockdown again. Like in, I moved here in April and there was still like the end of the last lockdown, of the last real lockdown. And um, also like, I've, like me and my friends back in, in Germany, we've like got pretty close because we've seen each, seen each other every day because we were like the only contact like there. Yeah. And um, so it was quite, how you say it, like different. And I, was, I wasn't used to being alone. Mm. And, um, but luckily my, my roommate was, she's also studying psychology and it helped a lot to, like, we, like, <laughs> that we um, got along very well. Yeah. But I felt alone. It was the first month, especially the first month was, was quite hard. It yeah, is hard I... to make friends after seeing each other only like on a screen. Yeah, I think the first time that, when was the first time that we met? I think it was also one of those like awkward, like, hey, we should get together. Yeah, because you came to my house to study and yeah. then we'd never met before. And then yeah. we were studying with another classmate, but you arrived first. It's kind of that like, hi, like I've never met you, but I know you and now we're in the same place. It's definitely, it's like uh, like online dating, I guess, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> and are you excited to go to university or you kind of like enjoy the learning? And cause I am kind of torn to be honest. Like it took me a long time to find and set a place and an area where I can learn and get 
you know, decent grades. And I find, and now I'm really like freaking out, to be honest, to go to university. Not, not right now, because our lectures are still going to be online for as far as I know, but really to have to go somewhere. And I'm worried about the time I'm going to lose. And I already have such a, how do you feel about that? Because you, you have such an experience of like, it's been, I don't know, three years since you graduate, uh, 2018. Yeah, you, since you were going to a school environment how do you feel about that yeah uh to be honest i'm i'm really looking forward to it because like i always dream, uh, dreamed of like sitting in these huge lecture halls and yeah <laughs> so i can i could imagine that my grades will like won't be as good as like in the in the like online year last year um but still i think it's worth the experience of like studying or really studying and yeah, yeah. the real student experience yeah. isn't it it's kind yeah. of we had yeah. a, such a different one this year that and for me for example i never had really this university experience so for me it was really oh my god i just enjoyed this environment that i finally set into and what is going to be uh, but i do also have this oh having the real student being going to a lecture hall and see other students and feel like a student but it is a little scary and weird time to be a student I guess. I wonder how it's going to reflect on the exams because the exams I think will be in person right they're not doing the proctoring anymore so mm -hmm. I think that's going to be interesting mostly because I wonder like if the percentages of people passing the exams was was a lot higher or a lot lower like how that changed when everything was online and people were examining at home i know for me i think it'd be less stressful do you feel like you're, you're looking forward to that part or or not oscar since i can remember like since even third grade or something i was always kind of scared of exams so i was quite happy about these online exams because there's also <laughs> This effect we've learned that if you learn at, in a specific space, yeah, room, you can remember it better. If you like, if you also have to, yeah, do the exam there, you can remember the stuff better. Right. And um, so I'm like not, I wouldn't say worried, but like, yeah, there are definitely thoughts, or I, I definitely have thoughts about like. How it will be doing these exams yeah. i think this fear of exam is something interesting to talk about because we all go through it i don't know if there's any student that i heard that oh i don't feel you know not scared at all i feel kind of calm and i enjoy taking tests i haven't met any of the students i am one of those that really has um a lot of difficulty when taking tests. I have a lot of anxiety before the exam. Even if I'm prepared, I feel all on, you know, on my body, like sweat and nervous and all the thoughts. And I wonder where that came from. You said that back in school, you had, you had this ever since you were a kid. Do you, if you can name it, why that is? What is the fear of? Is it failure? Is it? I think it's, especially when I'm prepared, like I want to prove that I know the stuff that I've learned. And like, I know that I know it and it would be just like, it, 
Um, so there was, for example, the st statistics exam. I I was, I've never been that prepared. So I was I was I've learned for three weeks or something, and every day. So I knew that I know all the stuff, and it just depended on the questions. So it, it just depended on the right or wrong questions. If there were the right question, I would have been like I, I could have get it a ten out of ten, and um, so I think my like. I am anxious because I want to prove myself. Yeah. Actually, you're putting too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. with me, um, because uh, Anna was talking about this when I was doing, so it's my second degree, just uh, I was mentioning, but um, in previous podcast. And with this first degree, I was also anxious and everything. And with this one, I'm really taking it easy in a sense that, like, I know that there is like, if I won't pass it, I have a receipt. So, and it's true that I'm also not going for the grades. So I have okay grades, but it's like not, I'm going, I'm not going for tens. Yeah, so, and this is actually helping me to remove this stress, you know, like for myself, because just I'm saying to myself, okay, this is not the end of the world if I'm not pass. <laughs> yeah. And like really not. And then I think it's actually helping because then you kind of can like really remove it, not stressing and just sit and do your best actually but this is what helps me <laughs> experience previous experience i guess as well like for me the stress like shortly before the exam i would love to have no stress but actually the stress is helping me getting good grades so right. yeah i'm not sure about it <laughs> well we learned about that too right you have to have a certain amount of stress to be able to perform well but too much stress is then not productive so i guess you sometimes, sometimes it's just too much I think yeah. before the second biocog exam, I actually puked because there was so much stress. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's really interesting because before I think I got to this university, I was always thinking, oh, just students, you know, you're students, people, you know, students have an easy life. They just have to study. And I never, I couldn't account for all the amount of stress that we would go through and how hard it actually was for me. And it was definitely a learning experience throughout this year. Like at the beginning, I was worrying a lot more. I was, because there's also that thing that we all learn different. It's hard to fit in this, you know, scheme of being evaluated by a certain way. So you have to learn how they're gonna, you know, test you basically. So it was a very interesting progress that it took me. But if I compare from the beginning to the end, it's been a great progress for me. But yeah, it's a, definitely a huge, uh, I learned so much that students are not just students and they don't want to do, you know, just have an easy life and just hanging out and drinking. It's been a great experience and I'm loving, I think if I want to share some things that I'm really enjoying to be a student and learning and going to school and meeting other people, connecting to other people. Like I haven't met any of you in person, but I feel like we've managed to connect so far so that's been really great and i wonder if you had the same experience were you able to make these connections uh, with other students even though like you're not when you were not in amsterdam were you able to make friends and connect with other people in a deeper level even though it was online definitely i would say so not with a like not with with many students or many yeah others but with a few it really worked out. For example, um, um, the 
student with whom I made the, what was it, the presentation together in uh, Big Data. Yeah, like we've never met each other in real life, but we are, both of us are so much looking forward to finally meet each other in Amsterdam. And like, I can feel that like there is a connection and that's crazy because I've never seen him. So <laughs> yeah, but also like, Amsterdam is a very welcoming city, in my opinion. So I, on the one hand, I felt alone arriving here, but on the other hand, it only took me a month to meet people and to like be away every second night somewhere. So, um, yeah. And it was during COVID. I mean, honestly, you will yeah. see when everything will go to normal. Amsterdam is normally just, it's amazing city for like, like no nightlife, day life, like student life. It's just one of the cities to be, I guess. So okay. you will enjoy it even more. <laughs> I would definitely agree with that. And I think that you, I mean, that speaks a lot to who you are, that you stepped out of your comfort zone to meet people. Cause I think that that's maybe not so easy for some people, maybe easier for others, but um, it sounds like you, made an active effort to say, I'm coming to Amsterdam, I'm meeting people, I'm having this experience, so I'm going to put myself out there. And I think that that, I mean, if, if, if you can see it that way, that's a really good piece of advice to give to other students that, you know, next year, it might be that we're in a similar situation. And if people have that same perspective that you do, it's only good. Yeah, we can, uh, we can meet people. We can interact with people. It doesn't have to be a, a full full lockdown. It just means we're not in study groups of twenty people. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm an only child, so I don't have like brothers or sisters. So it was always quite important to gather friends around me. <laughs> so yeah, that also made made it easier. So if I can ask it, does it come for you naturally or it's like you're pushing yourself, just interested, like to be around the people? No, I, I'm pushing myself, but automatically, you know what I mean? So it's not yeah. like I would naturally go out and meet hundreds of people or I don't know, but like there's a need to push myself to need to meet people. That's I would, that's how I would say it. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking um, of tying it to kind of together with, with your studies that, as I say, this would be great advice for you to give to other students. Are there any other things that you feel like after having this experience this year that you could tell other students that helped you kind of get through it along with, you know, putting yourself out there and meeting new people and, and that? Is there anything else that you feel strongly where you'd say hey if you do this it'll help a lot um yeah so i or in my opinion everything that could be asked on the exam will be somewhere in your material so if you i, I mean it's quite optimistic like I, I know that other students don't think like that <laughs> but in my opinion, like, or I made the experience that you can find anything you need in your materials. So if you may make yourself a plan to study, 
and you really like you stick to the plan and like I made like every time there's exam three or three weeks prior to the exam I make make myself a plan and on every day I like write down what I want to study that day and I also include like rest days and everything and if I, I like I can pretty much stick to the plan and then at the end I, I wouldn't say I know everything that could be asked, but I, I know pretty much, like, yeah, most of it, I would say. So, and in my opinion, as I said, everything you need for the exam is somewhere in your material. So if you study your material well, you can get a good grade. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't, like, in, in high school, I always had the panic, or I always panicked because I thought that, um, something will be asked and I don't have a clue what is it, what it, it is about. And, but I made the experience that this won't happen if you study properly. I think, and it sounds like that all kind of boils down to perspective, the way that you're explaining it is it's not necessarily about what, what you're learning, it's about your perspective, about what you've learned. That if I've learned this material, I know this material, so I, I can come to the exam prepared where most of us look at it. I know for myself, sometimes it can feel very overwhelming, like Biocog, for example, where it's just this mountain of information and you think, I, you know, what if something's on the exam that I didn't study or that I didn't remember? But I like that, what you're saying here, where if you kind of switch your perspective and say, I have everything I need to know to be able to pass this exam. If you've done your lectures, you know, written down good notes you have all the information you need so i think that that's yeah. what it sounds like to me you're saying is just kind of switching your perspective a bit on on how you look at all those notes that you gathered also i think that if you study properly and if you fail it's not your fault you you've done everything you could do and I, I mean, every time there's an exam, I, I like, I say to myself that I've done everything I could do. And if I fail, that's not on me. Mm -hmm. And that calms me down a bit. Yeah, no, I agree. I think when you do your best, you have nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. But yeah. what is uh, studying property for you? Because I know it's kind of different for everyone. For me, it would be really hard to read all those pages that they that they tell us to. So I do, I do make all the, I take advantage of all the summaries and all the other things that are out there, YouTube videos that can help me understand, or I make my own summaries by hand. That's something that really sticks in my, in my head. And, um, and that's kind of like the tip I can give it to first year students, like take advantage of all, all the things that are available to you. And we are very lucky to have the internet. But what would be studying properly for you? Um, before I like answer that question, I just want to add that um, if there are um, questions in the exam you do not understand the first time you read them, um, it's most likely because they are, are like they are confusing. Mm -hmm. Most likely, you you know what it is about, and like you learned the material so um that's also like my thought and that's that does not make like that makes me not freak out during the exam mm. <laughs> um and um yeah studying properly 
I mean, that's different for everyone, as you said. Uh, listen to the uh, lectures in much detail and I make very detailed notes and um, like I lecture that is maybe one hour long takes me two hours maybe two and a half hours because I always stop it so like I listen to it in much detail I want to listen to every word the professor says and um, then I um, if there are like uh, if, if there's a practice exam I do this like, oh, I, I learn my notes, then I do the practice exam. And if in the practice exam, there are words or um, yeah, items that I do not understand, I look them up in the book. But uh, most times I do actually do not read the book. I just use it to like complete the practice exam. And um, for the first few, like for the first five, periods that worked no for the first four periods that worked pretty well so like there the book was never necessary but like in developmental and personality i just like i trusted myself to not read the book but that probably was a mistake i still passed but um yeah that's good yeah i there have was a, a lot of information yeah in that course yeah there was a lot of information. I have a tip for first year students, if they will listen to this podcast, it would be to just do not waste time with questions. If you don't know, just jump it and you will go back. Just do it whatever you can so you have enough time and and you can check all the ones and then answer all the ones you know, and then you can go back. So that was my, I think one thing that really helped me. And then you'll waste time in the end, just like trying to figure out the ones you're not sure about. That would be my little tip that I just remembered. I actually follow the same. So I can tell you that if I also like read the question, don't know it, skip it, <laughs> just flag it and then do it. Yeah, so. Absolutely. I think for me, as far as uh, what Oscar was talking about with the reading, I think I jumped around a bit because in the beginning I was not really reading very much. And then near the end, like with developmental, just there was so many tutors and professors that were just saying like, you must read the book, you must read the book. So then I got more anxious and thought, okay, well, maybe I should really read these books. So I was reading more, which to me, it did help. Like some of the classes I feel like reading the book helps when I, when I feel like the professor's explanation isn't as clear. So if I read it, then I'm like, then I can make sense of it myself. And then when I watch the lecture, it kind of fills in the gaps or kind of gives me what I read. So again, totally different technique. And this is reiterating what you said, Oscar, that everybody has a different way of doing things. But I found that it was helpful, but it is really time consuming. And I think that that's the challenge is we have such a heavy workload that where you find the time to read everything we need to read, so. Yeah, it also depends on the course. So for example, in uh, research methods or in statistics, you have to understand, like you have to understand and their reading is not helpful, at least for me. Right, no, you're right. But for, for example, for Biocog or introduction psychology, where you have to remember stuff and you have to learn stuff by heart and like their reading helps. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. So you have to find the, the right <laughs> fit for the right class, I guess. Yeah.
I have a question kind of deviating from like student tips and, and things like, what about psychology you really like? What is that you learned this year that would like ring any bells that you made me more interested? I don't know if you already know which uh, direction you want to take eventually, but is that any specific areas? What are your main areas of interest in psychology? Uh, so when I started studying psychology, it was just like, I, I wanted to learn all about it, but there was no specific field I wanted, wanted to end up or I wanted to concentrate on. And, but during the social psychology course, I really like, I love this course. And it was, it was also was my best course. And I'd like, I suddenly I saw so many things or so many effects which we've just learned about in daily life. So, um, and I could imagine myself going into that direction. There, I think there's also a social psychology master at the at the VU. So, I don't know, but so far, that looks most promising for me. <laughs> it was a really interesting class. I feel like every day, I was coming home with like bits of information that I wanted to tell my family or friends or yeah. uh, in my relationship coming into the room telling my boyfriend like hey these are the things that make us committed to each other these are the points and we're actually we don't have this one I wonder if that's a bad thing and it was definitely a really fun class and a yeah. good professor too definitely Nice. Yeah, I definitely enjoy social psychology too. I think one's one of my favorite. Most people really enjoy. It's a very likable subject. Also, I think the the professor was really good because he was like really good. It was pretty easy to watch his class, his lectures, wasn't it? it? Wasn't like complicated. The information was quite there. I think part of one of the difficulties I had was really to adapt from professor to professor on yeah. uh, that was very uh, it was hard for me at times to really especially in developmental when they changed the professor. I have a question for you as well speaking of that because I know there was it was a subject of um, of many uh, uh, many a conversation in the international group about the different professors and different language barriers. And I think about myself being a native English speaker and how some of the professors were sometimes difficult to understand. And I thought of students who didn't have English as a first language, how difficult that must have been. Did you find that to be challenging or did you, since you watched the recordings, did you just put it extra slow <laughs> so you could understand what they were saying? Actually, it wasn't such a big problem for me. So like, there was one, I think you're talking about the one professor who like had some like problems um, with communicating what she wants to communicate. <laughs> um, <laughs> But actually, I understood her, mm -hmm. but maybe because I have similar problems. Ah, so you could kind of relate. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, and I just ask it, you know, because it was something that got brought up a couple of times with international students. I think it was a bit over-dramatized, so from all, all the other students. But that's just my personal opinion. <laughs>
I could see that. I mean, I think sometimes I would see those messages before I watched the lecture and I would think, oh no, what am, what do I have ahead of me? And then it wouldn't be too bad in the end, yeah. Yeah. I'm curious though, um, you talked also about the lectures that you would watch them, you know, over a two hour period of time. I know we talked about that, I think previously, Anna, that, um, that that's also one of those challenges of going back on campus is when you watch the lecture, it's gonna be live. I mean, we don't know if this, I think this first period will probably still be online available. And I know previous years, some, some classes had online options, some didn't. So how do you plan on taking that challenge on, would you say, with the skills that you've learned? Uh, that's a good point. I'm actually afraid of, of real lectures because like with my learning or with my studying um, strategy, I need to pause in the lectures. So I'm, the, yeah. I'm exactly the same. I take three hours to watch one lecture. So I know it's sorry to cut you off. Please continue. <laughs> I think I was finished with this point, but I, I mean, probably you just have to adjust your, your strategy a little bit because they are still um, recordings. So yeah, there will be a way. <laughs> yeah. I must say, um, just if I can jump here. So the thing is because it's my second degree in my first degree, obviously we didn't have any recording. So we're just sitting in this live lecture room and yeah. then whatever you put in your head that time, whatever you have on your paper, that's it basically. So it really like, yeah, you need to really be like concentrating and try not to like, you know, wander off with something or oh, what I'm gonna have for lunch or something like that. Because yeah, but luckily, I mean, they will, what I've heard that some lectures would be still recordings, so it's hopefully, hopefully they will still provide some recordings because indeed it's actually something that should improve our like learning actually, so should support our learning. So I hope that they will stick to this, even if it will be live, but they can record and provide this uh, recordings afterwards because indeed it was really helpful. Yeah, not for me. to yeah. answer my own question with agreeing with you, but as I also studied before and I also have a degree from when I was younger, it was also the same. The most technology we had during the lecture was we had these, which is kind of funny, we had these little remote controls that we had to buy in the bookstore and they would say A, B, C, and D on them. And then the professor would ask something and you'd have to click your little remote and it was registered to your student number. So that's how they would know also if you attended lecture or not. Like now we have Mentimeter and all this. I'm like, this is so much technology, this is so cool. But um, yeah, lecture, that's the most technology we had. I mean, this wasn't like Stone Age, I had a computer, but um, definitely different in that you, don't, you didn't have recorded lectures, you had to just come to class. But as Eugenia was saying, for me, I felt like that was actually really helpful because at the end of class, you could walk down the stairs, talk to the professor, you could actually ask more, not saying that a lecture would have a lot of questions, but there were moments where you could ask a question if it was a pertinent question that would be relevant for the moment. So I feel like that was really helpful for me. So to give you and Anna some reassurance that there are good things about live lecture helps you remember because you're actually in the moment having the experience. You're also with other students, you take breaks. So I think there's, 
there's some some good in it as well and that's the part that I'm looking forward to is online I can be so easily distracted by things around me I can stop the recording and go do something real quick go to the bathroom get a snack then I'm out of my focus again and when you're in the lecture hall that's all that's going on is what's in front of you so it could be helpful yeah we have to learn how to write in shorthand or something <laughs> yeah also there are a few things that I always like if I'm in a stressful situation, I always think of them. For example, as I said, that um, if you prepare properly, then it's not your fault if you fail. Or another um, saying is that others made it before you, so why shouldn't you? And so, yeah. Yeah. I think about how people, we talked about this before you and I didn't, but that you think about students who studied in like the 60s and they had to go to the library and get books to study. Yeah. We actually have the internet to our disposal when we need to learn something, when we're in tutorials and the tutor asks us something and then we could just quickly Google it instead of actually reading the book. These are things that are helping us or watching YouTube videos to learn things or you know, online tutors. There's so many resources that we have, so. Definitely, I think we can do it. Yeah, we're very lucky. I, I definitely feel that it's a great time to be studying. I think we have a lot of resources and things are a lot easier for us at the moment, so. Plus we have WhatsApp group. Yeah. <laughs> where we can ask questions, fellow students, like if you're not sure, like and completely lost, you can just ask and then, yeah, someone will help. Yeah, plus in our group, there's like 200 people. So someone will come up with an answer, right? <laughs> someone will have the answer. Sometimes someone will have the wrong answer. <laughs> and then it to a nice little debate. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, thank you, Oscar. Um, we won't, we don't want to keep you for too long. But, I still uh, have a question, if I may ask before. Um... No, you can't ask. I'm already... <laughs> <laughs> um yeah oscar i'm just curious if you have because you are coming from um psychology family as you mentioned so you probably were exposed to psychology um can you maybe share your i know your favorite book or maybe like again documentary or anything related to psychology that you think this is exactly what every psychology student should know or even person who doesn't know anything about psychology, but this would be really helpful, like, you know, book or something or like podcast, I don't know, something, if you, something comes to your mind. Right now, there's nothing coming to my mind. Like one thing I learned from my father is that like, he was a very logical person. So um, not that emotional, to be honest, <laughs> but um, if like, maybe that helps me so i know that there's always a solution for example um but uh, I, there's nothing specific that comes to my mind right now maybe we I, i'd like to kind of ask a question related to that then that maybe you might know is in this first year of learning at the food is there anything that you learned that you know 
my for example my my boyfriend calls them psych facts Heidi psych facts that I'm always coming with like random bits of information <laughs> like here she comes again another psych fact is there anything like that where you would say after your first year like the most interesting thing that you learned where if you're at a party that's your icebreaker that's your you know conversation starter <laughs> no, I, what I find funny is that uh, in relationships the faces of the people in relationships get more alike because they laugh similarly. Mm, wrinkles, so, yeah, that, I remember that. that. <laughs> but also funny, so yeah. Yeah, that is funny. I never, I never realized that that was the reason. You definitely, always, when you see older couples, yeah. they look start to look alike. But it was interesting to learn that that that's one of the reasons why. Yeah. One last thing I would like to say is that most professors don't want you to fail. So like they, how to say, that's related to the first thing I said that in the material, like nearly everything or everything you need to know is most likely in the material. And that also relates to like the professor that they do not want you to fail. So most, most of them. <laughs> yeah. Even with some classes where in the beginning I felt like the professor wasn't necessarily there to help, was just kind of like, this is the information, do what you need to do. Then by the end of the period when we're getting ready for the exam, it's like, oh, wow, they're sending everyone messages saying, email me if you have questions, following up with people and doing Q&A sessions and doing all these extra things. So I definitely agree with you there that even though in the beginning, sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but I think it's also them putting the challenge on us to be responsible for ourselves, that yeah. we can't just rely on them to do everything for us. But if we really need them, they're, they're a quick email away. And, and it's, it's never embarrassing to ask a question. Yeah, there are no stupid questions. Yeah, that's a great advice. Yeah, I agree, yeah. totally agree. Even though it's complicated, you feel like you're stupid and everything, but just ask because then other people will profit from it, definitely. Yeah, totally. and you're most likely not the only one who has that question, so. Yeah, that that leads, oh, sorry, we keep saying one more question, but that leads me to ask you, I, I've heard different different perspectives on this when it comes to Zoom classes where some people feel less anxious on Zoom because you're not in a room where I've heard someone tell me that they feel less anxious to talk because if you're in a room and you talk, there's people behind you and next to you and in front of you. And it's kind of like a circle of people that are all paying attention to you that causes them anxiety. But then there's other people who feel more anxious on Zoom because there's a camera and you're talking directly into a camera when you unmute to answer a question. So my question to you is, do you feel like Zoom has been helpful or hindering to you when it comes to classroom participation, talking, interacting with classmates? I think it definitely has been helpful when it comes to presentations. So um, I like, as I do with exams, I also, I'm kind of scared of presentations, like shortly before I have to do them. And um, that wasn't the case with Zoom presentations. So that helped a lot. But apart from that, I think there's no real difference for me. So, I mean, it's, it's quite comfortable to just turn on your computer and you're in the meeting. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to get anywhere. But apart from that, 
yeah, there's nothing. Great. Well, great. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us today that you can think of? I know we've kind of covered a lot of different things. We've talked about study habits and COVID life and moving to Amsterdam and everything. I think we've done a lot, talked about a lot, but is there anything else you want to share? I don't think so. I just, no. Thank you so much for taking the time out with us. Eugenia, is there anything else you wanted to add? No, only thank you. And also looking forward to meet all of you guys on campus. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed, please don't forget to subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at psychologyinsideout.podcast, where we update our listeners on upcoming episodes and much more. Thanks, and until next time.